0: The Road to Rediscovery is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, for me growing up, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, doubt, and even imposter syndrome got in the way uh, of me reaching my goals and reaching my full potential, right? So BetterHelp addresses these and more. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and get this, financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They mean it. Visit betterhelp.com slash road to rediscovery. That's better H E L P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for our Road to Rediscovery listeners get 10% off your first month when you register at betterhelpcom Rediscovery. We're all in this journey of life together, and it sure feels good to know professional help is within our reach with BetterHelp. Again, that's Better H E L P. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Roads Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Roads Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them. And of course, pay it forward and uplift others who are struggling through dark times. Now, a quick reminder that you can hear this show wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we ask you to kindly leave a rate and a review. We'll give you a shout out in a future episode. And otherwise, you listen on some other platform, give us some feedback at roads rediscovery podcast at gmail.com that's roads rediscovery podcast at gmail.com and we'll give you a shout out in a future episode as well my special guest is an author mentor tracker and guide helping people address the trauma of domestication after being a professional horsewoman of 20 years she has produced a body of work called sanctuary 13 this helps people restore Connect to their most authentic, wild human animal nature. Her recently released book, "The Wisdom of Wildness," talks about reclaiming our wild soul and approaching life with authenticity and emotional maturity. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Wren Hurst to the show. Wren, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here.
1: you,
0: Oh, thank you no um we're, we're pleased to have you and uh and and you know for you to take time out of your busy schedule to uh to chat with us here so um if we can just start off by i don't know just kind of framing a little context for the listeners um what was your inspiration behind the pursuit of the wisdom of of wildness you know and and, and the urge to help others realize this as well has, has this always been like an innate part of, of who you are?
1: I mean, the answer to that question is yes, but did I know that? Absolutely not. I okay. had no idea this is what I was tracking and pursuing in my life at mm-hmm. all. I was mm-hmm. a professional horse trainer in North Texas mm-hmm. and um, for many years, and uh, I was a farrier, and I was just continuously like following the m- most cutting edge, leading edge methods in training that I could to just be the best trainer I could be and uh, be the best holistic horse care provider. Mm -hmm. Well, that eventually led me into a modality that involved no manipulation or control whatsoever and developing the horse's intellect and working on a really truly relationship um, based approach that did not involve systems of reward and punishment on any level. Mm. And that shattered my paradigm and my reality as a horse trainer, which led to me writing the first book, uh, which was "Riding on the power of others, a horse yes. path to emotional love. And that's mm-hmm. more just like my journey. It kind of points people towards the what, um, yes. that I didn't realize what the what was other than the nature of love from a like energetic biological standpoint. Yeah. Um, and when I started applying what I had learned with the horses to undomesticate them and return them to an emotionally sovereign state, when I applied it to dogs, it shattered everything in terms of unraveling like what I believe may be the core trauma of the human species and terms of domestication and what that means and how our perpetuation of domestication onto others actually keeps us severed from our most mature emotional state.
0: Mm, yes. Yes, and um, I remember in a previous chat we 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 talked about that, right? And and just for clarity's sake, for the listeners' benefit, as we set this foundation, right? Um, can you please kind of unpack and break down what we're talking about when we say domestication?
1: Sure. So I'm going to define. I'm going to explain how I define trauma first. Okay. Um, I'm using that word as an interruption in emotional development. So not mm-hmm. things that happen to us or things that interrupt us, even though those cause the interruptions. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a prolonged, unresolved interruption in emotional development. So okay. so many things cause trauma. Um, basically, anytime we interrupt a young animal, human or otherwise, emotional experience in order to control their behavior, we are then domesticating them. So domestication is the intentional interruption in emotional development for the purpose of controlling another's behavior.
0: I see, I see. Thank you. Um, and wow, that that hit me straight between the eyes. That's why I'm pausing yeah. a little bit here.
1: Why I said I was not pursuing this because had I known what I was leading into, I'm not sure yeah. that this. Worked be available to people because it was not a, a fun journey <laughs> finding what this was.
0: No, I bet it wasn't a fun journey for you, Ren. but, but as you, as you mentioned and describe that trauma, okay. Um, like I said, it hit me straight between the eyes because now I'm thinking about the ways I've trained my dog and the dogs before her. And, um, and, and I'm sure maybe you may have thought about, how you've worked with horses before this discovery.
1: Well, forget that. Think about how you were treated as a child and how often your emotional process was interrupted to guide you in someone else's direction, cutting you off from your deepest internal guidance. So that's what this is really about. Yes, we do all things to animals that are not you know, necessarily in their best sovereign interest. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real cost of domestication is not to the animals currently in captivity. It is to right. our species and the evolution of our consciousness.
0: Understood. Understood. Um, and wow, that's happening in society in so many uh, different levels. I mean,
1: On purpose. because if I can control yeah. how you feel, you're a very good consumer and I can control where your money goes.
0: And isn't there a balance that has to be struck? I mean, between, um, I don't know, between trying not to have your behavior manipulated, the whole risk reward thing, um, or punishment reward um, ideology and, and 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 I don't know, it almost seems like uh, there has to be a balance that's struck to where, you know, um, you can lead a life of, you know, having, um, genuine authenticity and who you are being true to yourself. Okay. Without harming others. And, 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 and what about the rules or quote rules that society puts in, into, into place, you know, and when it comes to, I don't know, walking down the street or, um, or, you know, being in a restaurant or, um, those, those seem to be, I mean, is, is there something about that that's manipulating how we behave too?
1: It depends. It, you can't be manipulated if you're emotionally mature. Gotcha. And that's, okay. that's why society needs you to be emotionally immature. So to mm-hmm. be wild is to be emotionally sovereign. And when you're emotionally sovereign, you are informed by your own emotion about how you are relating to your perceptions and the world around you rather Mm. than your emotional state being manipulated um, by any any number of things and you living at the mercy of that and so the balance is we're talking about a completely different paradigm of human existence if we were actually the mature animals we were designed to be but Mm -hmm. domestic in and of itself both that which is inflicted upon us at an early age and that which Mm -hmm. we perpetuate on others Mm -hmm. severs Mm -hmm. the ability to become fully emotionally mature
0: got it i got it okay um i appreciate you breaking down trauma and breaking down um domestication and one thing that you um that you mentioned um that kind of resonated with me um you know the trauma that we've encountered and that we inflict upon others. Um, I read your foreword, okay, by Sarah Burden, I believe, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it didn't take long for me to come across um, a come across a, a part that really, really kind of, I don't know, just just kind of again, resonated with me and something that I found quite profound. And I think this is what I guess you were you were you were mentioning um, just a moment ago. If I can just read this small passage. Um, I, I found this, I was floored. I found it very profound. To understand that we contain the power to grant, well, no, I'm sorry. Let me back up. No one is free until all are free. And, eman- and emancipation is not merely something we seek, but also must grant. Um, that, that's incredibly deep. It's very profound. And um, the emancipation that we seek um, could that be interpreted as uh, seeking that emancipation from trauma? from domestication, Um, but not only do we seek it, but we must grant it because we inflict it as well? Well,
1: we, we can't have it if we're inflicting it, because the very nature of what motivates the infliction is the carrying of it in ourselves. So you don't domesticate others outside of your own domestication that's why there are not emotionally mature wild creatures out there domesticating other species that doesn't happen that's not a thing
0: um
1: because when you are attuned to your own emotional guidance system there's literally no benefit to domesticating someone else to domesticate someone else is to have power over because you have severed your own authentic power to soul to self to source to god to whatever you want to define it as okay but um an emotionally immature human is going to perceive emancipation as physical freedom. A lot of times we're not Mm -hmm. talking about that. We're talking about emotional sovereignty, not releasing animals and people outside and fences. We're talking about letting each individual be emotionally whole unto themselves so that they're not at the mercy of emotional experience and instead being guided and informed by it 24 seven.
0: I see. I see. Um. gotcha gotcha um, this kind of trickles over to where I would uh, appreciate if you can share with the listeners what it means when we're talking about our wild soul um, I, I believe wild soul also encompasses, encompasses um, emotional maturity um, what other characteristics would, would, would be encompassed by having a wild soul
1: so it's, it's basically the best way I can describe it is that mm-hmm. we're becoming a physical conduit for universal energy and intelligence to flow through and inform mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. in a way that we experience ourselves as not separate entirely from the whole. And to have that lived both and conversation of mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm Ren I'm this individuated human animal that is physically separate in some ways than all of life. And to also have energetic guidance flowing through me in a way that I physically and in, I don't know, an awareness feel and experience as being deeply connected to this thing that's so much bigger than me. Um, That's what that means. And to live in that state, not in a way that's transcending something like your ego or whatever, it's a both. And lived experience of I'm um, universality flowing through freely this physical animal um, by nature's design, and when you have that experience and can return to it again and again through practice and through understanding the nature of what we actually are, it's just an incredible perspective to mm. to carry through life, and it's beyond anything that it's hard to describe in words when um, Mm -hmm. most of the world we experience is very domesticated.
0: I see. Um, Is there a characteristic, not a characteristic, but is there, I don't know, an event or an action or uh, some way to sense when someone who is You know they're embracing this idea. They're they're um, they're doing the work, uh, and uh, and 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 they they become emotionally mature. Um, They become more in touch and closer to their wild soul. I mean, um, I I don't know. I guess we're not talking about a physical um, indicator that hey, yeah, that person has got it right. I mean, it's something you feel inside
1: they bring to any situation regardless of how much unearned privilege they have available to externally regulate emotion
0: okay okay but
1: it's degree of presence it's how free of emotional triggering can i be in any situation Mm -hmm. because energy is moving through me rather than hitting a gap in my emotional development which is what i refer to as trauma any Mm -hmm. emotional trigger that still exists in us is the indicator of the gap in emotional development.
0: I see. Um, Is there a degree of, I don't know, um, mindfulness or being cognitive to, to when that does happen um, to, to kind of remedy that or, or, or prevent that from happening or, or work on that or.
1: Well, you have to be willing to feel your feelings and most people aren't.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and, and and then that's where we talk about self-awareness and and self-accountability, right? Um, well, and
1: understanding that you can't trust a path to love and consciousness that doesn't involve um, embracing and inviting in the experience of pain as information.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, no, entirely. And, and I wanted to also ask you, um, you know, um, freedom of these, the stimuli, freedom of the triggers, um, you know, that, 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 that um, manipulate or control your emotions or your behaviors and those types those sorts of things. Um, Is there, um, how can I, how can I phrase this? Uh, Wanted to know how, has society gotten to the point where their own their own domestication is so much a part of their self-consciousness that most may not know that they're traumatized
1: yes I, I would say most people don't no, especially if they have access to a lot of unearned privilege, which is, uh, I define that as external means of emotional regulation. Right. So the more comfortable of an existence you have access to, the, the harder it is to realize your trauma.
0: I gotcha. I see. And, and so people who are going through, um, for lack of a better term, I'm going to just call it societal trauma, mm-hmm. um, uh, addiction codependency, um, maybe they're having trouble grieving or getting over, um, the loss of a loved one. And it's been like five years past, um, bad divorce, things like that. Right. Um, um, is there a way to explain how them moving in this direction and having this type of mindset, um, can, can, can help them in those situations?
1: Well, um, it's about abandoning the mindset and inhabiting the body. So all yeah. of those things you just mentioned are emotional regulatory issues, mm-hmm. which means we're trying to solve them with the mind instead of through the body, the way emotion is designed. Mm-hmm. And the only solution that actually results in real healing is learning how to feel the entire spectrum of emotion, including the ones nobody wants to like fear
0: That's right. and the
1: ones that are painful Yeah, and feeling them to such an extent and relating to them equally to such an extent that they mature to a level of subtlety that we only observe in the most wild among us. So emotion is not supposed to be these big, bang experiences as Mm -hmm. you mature emotion becomes more and more subtle and it can vary in degree but it it's not overwhelming once you have a mature relationship to the entire spectrum
0: i see i see um no that makes a lot of sense um just you still have the emotions they're not gone away but but they're not overwhelming. They're, 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 they're more subtle. And I guess the maturity to respond emotionally in, in, in such a subtle way, I guess that, that, that that's by and part the maturity of it. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah. It's, it's, you you don't get there through conceptual thinking. You get there from bodily inhabitants you get there by becoming the animal you were designed to be and letting the mind be a deliberate tool rather than the identity that is on autopilot running your life
0: yeah okay no that makes sense um thank you for that insight you know and uh and and i have to apologize if i'm asking you repeat questions (laughs) yeah, yeah because because this is this is this is something I, I truly want to grasp. And I know, uh, realistically, you know, I probably w- I know I won't get into this one conversation. That's why I'm so glad you sent the book. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I, I just wanted to maybe uh, for you and I to build some framework for the benefit sure. of the listeners in, in where you're coming from, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So I'd love to For you to break down, or at least um, you don't have to explain each of them, but um, what is our purpose or the takeaway that we get from the 13 principles of unconditional love in your body of work, Sanctuary 13?
1: So I won't go into too much detail around Sanctuary 13 because gosh, it's such a big I mean, I, it's my practice and mm-hmm. every day I uncover new levels of how mm-hmm. to implement these practical relationship tactics. Mm-hmm. But in my experience, the only way to access the full embodied inhabitants that I'm speaking to to become a, a clear emotional conduit for wild maturity is to make sure these things are in place. And these 13 principles are a mutually inclusive set of principles that I learned from undomesticating the animals in my care that if any one of them is missing, it is really easy to lie to yourself and not like see the truth. Um, This is a really painful thing And path to go down. It's going to bring every core wound to the surface, Mm. and invite it to be faced and dealt with in a way that our society does not encourage. Because if if we encouraged self healing, a lot of people would be out of a job. A lot of, I mean, it it changes everything to Mm -hmm. have sovereign species. So Mm. it's not something that is encouraged or modeled or taught for a reason, but if you're willing to be radically honest and accountable, and that is the line between resonating with this work and actually being able to do it is accountability. Mm. And that accountability cannot involve self-condemnation or shame, because if your mind is not safe, for you to inhabit your body, your nervous system will never relax enough for you to actually feel to the extent you would need to, to mature into a a wild, mature state. Gotcha. So sanctuary 13 is simply a set of guidelines to eliminate the obstacles to seeing clearly so that you can just drop into a fully feeling experience that unveils so much truth that the conditioned mind would never have access to otherwise.
0: Mm, Okay. Okay. No, that's a, that's a, that's a great description. Um, Thank you for sharing that. And um, uh, wow. Sanctuary 13. I like it. Love it. Um, Ren, how can the listeners uh, follow you, learn more about you, your work and pick up a copy of your book?
1: Yeah, you can get the copy of the book anywhere books are sold. Um, I'm currently out promoting it just a little bit. I've got a book event in Eugene, Oregon coming up and then Ashland on Monday. But um, you can also order it directly from me if you'd like a signed copy. And you can do that by visiting my website at rendermewild.com. You can find me on Instagram just by looking up Render Me Wild or renhurst. But where the work and Sanctuary 13 are concerned, Interestingly enough, by finishing this book and making this work available to the world, I'm now able to take a step back from talking about it so much and do what this work leads each of us to, which is really be in tune with my own deepest guidance about what it is I'm supposed to do on a day to day basis. And it's taken a very um, unforeseen, unexpected direction. But I do want to be available to support people that want to move down this path. So I created a little nonprofit called Wild Wisdom Incorporated. Okay. And we have we have a Patreon and it's patreon.com slash Wild Wisdom Inc. Okay. And every Sunday I get on there raw, unfiltered, authentic, Texan <laughs> web. So be prepared. I don't hold hands. This is not codependent one oh one. I mean you either want to do this work or you, or you don't. And um, yeah. so on Monday mornings, I teach one of the principles each week and answer questions, practical questions for how it's applied and, and just help guide people a little bit. Yeah. And it is really take it or leave it. This is not about making other people feel safe. It's about teaching people how to be safe for themselves so that mm-hmm. they can feel their feelings and grow up and be the mature human we're, We, our society so desperately needs and so uh that's how you can learn more and i have no idea what's next for me in terms of like what i'm going to be doing exactly
0: that is tremendous wild wisdom inc Mm -hmm. okay that's your patreon and and so uh is is there is there a url or you just join the patreon and then um join into these these uh These sessions where you're 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 going you're discussing or unpacking a principle.
1: That's basically it. And um, when people sign up, I reach out to them and welcome them and just give them the you know basics. But the other thing to keep in mind is um, I'm kind of a one-woman show. I've got 33 animals in my care from my past life as an animal trainer, and so all of the money that comes from the nonprofit supports the model herd of horses that this work is all based on um, here in our little sanctuary out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, um, but I also have, to, I'm the primary caregiver for the animals too. And so right. I'm straight pretty thin. It's not super organized yet. Hopefully it will as more and more resources become available and more people get involved. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just ask people to be patient with me. I'm just one person. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no. I mean, you have a lot of irons in the fire without a doubt. 33 animals uh, under your care is mm. uh is absolutely uh tremendous. It's it's a lot and
1: uh it's a real conundrum too because this work turns you into the kind of human that would never seek to create captive dependency in yeah. another. <laughs> um, this is well, just responsibility from my past oh, okay
0: yeah yeah I mean that's where the irony lies in right but but yeah, yeah you're, you're taking care of your past and uh and I mean um uh, I don't want this to sound cliche but you know you're a lover of animals you you know you yeah. love animals humans and, and everything love them,
1: but I don't need them anymore to to be mm-hmm. okay in the world and so right. the thing is is when you step out of a Uh, an exploitative relationship with animals and into Mm -hmm. an unconditional one, it is a very different burden to bear and it's still rewarding in a very different way. Um, And, Mm -hmm. you know, most people that are learning this work are just learning how to love and care for themselves deeply. Um, So to be doing that and be responsible for others is it's a, it's a challenge. And that's part of the reason we created the Patreon so that you have a a supportive community that is also doing this and that you don't feel quite so alone because this is not a common path and it's not going to be because it requires you to walk through pain in the same way that you would invite any other sensation.
0: Yeah. Break you down to build you up and you, you have to pick up your bootstraps, right. (laughs) For this. So, um, uh, man, I'm intrigued by it. You know, (laughs) it's, Oh, I'm, I'm tempted to join. So, um, Ren, I can't thank you enough for coming on to the show. Um I can't thank you enough for sharing your insights uh and this 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 way of thinking, right? This mindset. And and not just what and and operating cerebrally, but um physically as as you as you mentioned, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 I'll be honest, it, it, it's 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 a little I don't want to say tough, but it's it's something to grasp. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and I yeah. am intrigued by it. And I, I and, and the way you articulated this has uh, has um, uh, definitely intrigued the listeners. So, again, I want to thank you for coming on the show.
1: Well, Thank you so much for the opportunity. I mean, I do want to be available to help if people feel like they're ready for something like this and it resonates. I mm-hmm. will totally be there for them.
0: Oh, fantastic. And we're going to put links to your website, your Patreon, and all your other uh, contacts in the episode show notes so that people can click those links while they're listening to this wonderful conversation and um, learn more about Wren Hurst. Thanks again, Wren, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And I want to thank all of you for coming on and tuning in. And look, if you have a loved one, a coworker, a friend, a colleague who just doesn't seem to be themselves uh, maybe they're going through dark days uh, despair uh, not quite sure where to turn or who to turn to i humbly ask that you please share this show with them because on the road's rediscovery we want our listeners to know two things number one you're not alone and number two there's always hope the road's rediscovery it's a movement a revolution and guess what You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Roads Rediscovery. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have. The Roads Rediscovery is an A.J. Shark production.